yeah, here we are. We did it, Tony. Woo! Welcome to the Cover Band Central official podcast number 200 for Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. I'm Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? 200. Monumental, epic, monumental, epic 200th episode. Amazing, Tony, that we've done 200 hours of talking about bands, cover bands, what's going on in the music world, everything, what's going on in the world, period. Yeah. Um, we started on April 5th, 2017. So six years ago, mm. we started this as an audio podcast just for fun. And look, here we are, 200 episodes later. Yeah, and probably 70 plus on video, I would imagine, somewhere in that. Yes, yeah, something like that. Um, if you're watching live, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We are broadcasting live on the Cover Band Central Facebook page, in the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link, the link is in the description. Yeah. Say hello. We will say hello back to you. Uh, before, uh, we got a bunch of guests in here. It's kind of a retrospective for Cover Band Central. Um, going back to the early days, we're going to bring all these fellas in in a second. Uh, but uh, it's going to be a great hour plus probably of talking about stuff. And we just lost Chunk somehow. He'll come back. Um, but before we do that, I want to show you something, Tony. Um, Which I, I, I commissioned, uh, we commissioned a, a, an artist to do a, a piece for us. Um, and it's has nothing to do with the 200, but just a, a piece of art. That is only available through Cover Band Central. Uh, the link is in the description for this. I'll put up the the banner at it in a second, but I'm going to show you this. It's a, a uh, uh, eighteen by eighteen print uh, music notes music notes there, um, and it, it's incredible detail. The colors are beautiful. It pops. It's hard. You may not be able to see it. No, it looks very crisp and brilliant. Eighth notes. I like it. Yeah. Um, so that's available. Um, I'm going to put the link up here right now. Carbancentral.com slash art. You can get that. Only 100 prints available, Tony. So if you want to get a print, guys out there, act now. Get it now. Jump uh, on it. Before they're sold out. Um, so that's something that's very exciting. So uh, I'm happy to have that done for us. And there's going to be more coming. Um, yeah. Uh, people coming in. Ruthie says hi from Westchester, New York. Hello, Ruthie. Right. Frank's in Jersey. I got my Jersey shirt on today. What's up, Frank? Mike is here. He's in the back in the green room right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary, nice. She just said yes, which is always good when a woman says that. Ron says good music. I don't know what that means, but all right. All right, so here we go. So we're going to go back to uh, the beginning kind of chronological order with these guests here. And the first person uh, that I'm bringing in is uh, Jeff Yonker, also known as Chonk. He contacted, before we even started the podcast, I had to go back a long ways to figure this out, but he contacted uh, me on uh, March 25th, 2015, wow. eight years ago, yeah. about his band, which was called Silent Bark at the time, and I was doing like a feature on bands, uh, and at, you know, Cover Band Central was only a year old at that point, mm -hmm. not even a year old. And he wrote and said he loved the page and he submitted his band for a feature. And then we'll talk about the rest of what happened. But here he is, Chunk. Chunk. Hey, man. <laughs> Welcome, Chunk, to the party. Welcome to the show, finally. He's been a, a, a listener and Chunk and I have been working on the website for years. Chunk is a website guy and also a guitar player and plays in a band called Robots Attack right now and i'll put up the uh the banner for that robotsattackband.com he's got a cd out of all originals but uh he was playing in cover bands before so welcome chonk how's it feel to be on the show great i feel like i've been on the show kind of as a stalker for years you know <laughs> I guess you always, always listen and chime in in the chat but yeah behind the scenes baby yeah i've always right. been a behind the scenes guy so all right, I'm going to remove this now so we don't cover my face. Yeah. But um, very good. Thanks for being here, dude. And uh, I mean, of all the people that I, I've known in probably in my life, too, Chunk has been an angel coming in and and volunteering to just do the website when I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. And um, we've gone through a, a few incarnations with it. And it's kind of been status quo uh, for a while now. Um, but, you know, Chunk is the brains behind all that. So. 
thank you, dude, for just being here for me and for Cover Event Central and everything. And and we've met in person a bunch of times. He's come to New Orleans a couple of times, even gotten up and jammed with my band. Um, So that was uh, awesome. Um, So thanks for being here, dude. Let's uh, keep it rolling here. I was going to bring in Sam next, but Sam is MIA. Uh, But if he comes in, Sam Swanson was one of the first people to contact us. But uh, before that was Dan. So let's bring in Dan. Dan was in a band, uh, maybe still, uh, called Clanky Lincolns. And episode, uh, it was May 22nd, almost exactly six years ago, uh, 2017, when Dan wrote an email and said uh, that he loved the podcast. He was starting a new band. He wanted some advice. So we'll talk about that uh, as we bring Dan in. Uh, But it was Clanky Lincolns. And... uh, and we talked about that, Tony, on episode number seven. Wow. And then uh, multiple episodes after that, because I remember there was yes. a bunch of dialogue back and forth with Clanky Lincoln starting off. And it was it was great. It was great yes. content. And it was uh, so exciting. let's bring let's bring Dan in. Dan, were you able to hear yeah. us talking? I was. I was. OK. Yeah, OK. But listen, for, first of all, let me just say 200 episodes. I know. <laughs> Fellas. Crazy, awesome. awesome! I mean, Steve, did you see my name today? You didn't put up her name. I said Tony Two Hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'll put, I'll put up the names here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to. I do so want to talk about seven, huh? All right. It was episode seven, which would broadcast on the seventeenth. Or, uh, uh, oh, I don't have the date of the broadcast. Uh, maybe that was the date of the broadcast. The twenty. 20- it could have been, but that's of May. Yeah. No, I think that's when he contacted me. We it was just a couple days. The broadcast was just a couple days after you sent us yeah. an email because yeah. we were like we were really excited that somebody was listening to the show. Right. Right. Yeah, and then, right. and then like all the sub twenty five episodes were like Clanky Lincolns and these other guys and talking about you know cover band yeah. and how to get them going. Yeah. It, was good, it was good content for a bunch of episodes there, and that, that really helped in the beginning. So thanks, Dan, yeah. for, no, for contributing I, to you know our early yeah. effort to try to get a foothold on doing something. Yes, and 100%, um, my honor. And I'll tell you, it helped. It helped us a ton too because we were. You know, we were just starting out. We'd all kind of been in other projects before, but we wanted to take this one a little, a little different, a little more professional. And um, we cared a lot about it, but we didn't have our hands around all of what to do. And so, talking with you guys about that really helped a lot. Yeah, and since you, then you, you, I'm sorry, God. Yeah, I sent you a video of our first gig. That's yeah. right. You know, That's among, right. And didn't we watch that, it? You know, yeah. yeah. We watched yeah. it on the podcast yeah. because we were so like proud. We were so like, this is Clanky <laughs> Lincoln's like, you know, you got to yeah, celebrate these guys. This has been a journey for the past you know, 15 yeah. episodes. Right. Yeah. And Great. since then you've done your, started your own podcast and you've really yes. done a lot of cool shit. So we're going to all talk about that too, as, as we uh, proceed with this hour. But finally, our last guest, um, Probably, arguably, one of the best cover bands in the nation. Um, these guys play to huge sold-out crowds. They are pro on every single level uh, that they do. And um, we'll talk about the history there, too. But I actually met Mike. He invited me to be on his podcast. That was the first um, interaction that we had. And we'll talk about that. But, all right, let's bring it in. Mike Schulte, everybody. Yeah. Hey, Listen, to echo what Dan said, people people do not understand how hard it is to do something for six plus years, 200 plus episodes. No one does that. Nobody has the ability or the drive to do that. Very few people do. So unbelievable. Congrats to you guys. Thank you, Mike. Mike, thanks. Yeah, I mean, we're just uh, we don't care about any sort of accolades or, or milestones. We, we never set out to do it that we just like. Tony and I just like talking to each other and we like talking about music and just, yeah, it was and just fun. Like that. So yeah. we're like, let's just do it in front of people. Yeah. So I think when there's <laughs> no pressure to be like, Oh, we got to do podcasts, you know, how many episodes it was just like, yeah, we'll just do what we want, you know? And here we are 200 episodes later and people are actually still tuning in. So not too bad. Yes. So Mike, uh, do you remember? I, like I said, I think our first interaction was you inviting me on your podcast. Do you remember that anything about that? 
Yeah, so I, you know, I was doing a, I wanted to get into podcasting and I had an idea to have a local Iowa music scene podcast and I was running out of guests. Let's just be honest. I didn't have that many people locally. <laughs> oh, so I was like bottom of the barrel. Yeah, like, yeah it was like, oh, we got to reach out. No, I, I became a fan of the Cover Band Central um, site, Facebook page and all that and saw what you were doing, realized that you were the man behind it and started following you and saw that you clearly had insight to tell people and and a man that's playing on bourbon street every night i mean this is someone that iowa musicians want to hear hear from so i reached out and to your credit you were unbelievably gracious to say oh sure man let's let's hang out let's talk about it so it was awesome i i had a recording of that and i think i lost it but i'd love to go back and listen to that because that was if that was uh i wrote it down here that was 2019 so around uh April of 2019. It was it was 2019 BC before COVID is before what it was. Yes, right. BC. And then I think we had Mike on. We had Mike on a couple that, times, right? But that year I think was the first year, right? Prior to COVID. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, a couple times you've been a guest. I, I think I had I did it one on one with you once, and then I think I had you on uh the what used to be called the Wisdom Hour. Now it's yes. just the Cover Band Central podcast. Yep. But uh yeah, but uh, I'll I'll throw that back at you. You've always been gracious to me too, and to the whole cover band central community and, um, you know, very forthcoming with what you do, very friendly, very uh, open and affable and, and all the great qualities that you find in somebody who has, you know, the success that you guys have had. So kudos to you, dude. Well, there's a reason that, that, you know, Dan's got his podcast. You have yours that I've tried to do it is that if, if someone would have been around when I was, starting off giving this type of wisdom out i would have been all over it so i want to be that person like you know it's it seems weird to gatekeep that info and be like nah you know i know it all so i yeah i love i love spreading wisdom and info i've learned about being in a cover band just like all you guys right on and i mean anybody listening watching here you can learn a ton from mike and his band pork tornadoes follow them on all the socials check out what they're doing you will be your jaw will drop when you see the crowds that they play for and the, the level of professionalism that you guys have across the board is just i mean it's bar none man i mean Thanks. that's because you, you put the time into it, you put the work, you put the care and the love into it. And that's, it's very, very obvious. And, uh, and you wouldn't get those kind of crowds if you didn't, you know, if, if people weren't connecting with what you were doing. Right. But the greatest part about that, Steve, is that Mike is, so, you're still so grounded, right? And like, you're appreciative of your success and you're grateful to have this opportunity. And you guys never got an ego about it, you know, despite the, the massive success that you've had, you know, you're always I, I have my moments, work, you, know? I, you know, I get my moments behind the scenes where I'm like, you know, like I told them no green M&Ms. Like, what's their problem? <laughs> yeah, we just uh, we just fired a roadie today, you know, like the, the trials and tribulations of a cover man. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we had a bad roadie. We had to get rid of them. You know, it's tough, tough out there. Oh and boy, it, it's even tougher when you don't have roadies, so you're blessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Damn roadies, yeah, show up again. I got to load my stuff in myself. All right, well, here we right. go. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to really kind of go back to uh, what Cover Band Central has has meant to you guys and what has done for you. And uh, let's start with Chonk because since he was the first one to come in, um, to to my circle there so early, like within a year, not even a year. So what what about the whole cover band central thing stood out to you and what what benefit do you think you've gotten from it since? John? Well, I think kind of going off what Mike said too, it was just this, you know, I've been playing in bands since I was, you know, 12 years old and had all this wisdom and experience and stuff and seeing other bands out there that were struggling or doing things that were wrong and just, you know, being able to kind of mentor some of them and then you know, getting that information back. And I got to, I got to kind of put in a plug, Mike, I saw, saw your band one year I was doing, I used to work for a, a bike company and we were doing Ragbri one year and you guys were playing at Ragbri. And I saw you guys and I was just like, holy shit, these guys are great. And you, you know, you inspired me to do some things in our band and, you know, and then in turn, I turn around and inspire other people in the local scene. And it was amazing how quickly I was able to kind of, direct people to cover band central in my local local town and how quickly those bands kind of came on board and started you know improving you could see you know within a couple months some of these bands 
their performances and their their stage presence and stuff just from the little bit of advice they were getting from Cover Band Central, how it really improved their game. Um, I love seeing that, and, and I, I only really saw it in bits and pieces, and I still only do every once in a while, um, I, I guess because a lot of people just don't give that kind of feedback, or maybe I don't read everybody's posts and comments in the group, but I love seeing that where somebody connected with somebody else in the group and mm-hmm. got assistance, got some sort of help, and I think it happens probably way more often than I know about. Um, oh, but, no doubt. But I I love seeing that because I I just my vision in the beginning of this was I know there's this community around the world because I've traveled enough and I got to enough places where I've seen pretty much everywhere I go. There is a band somewhere playing at a corner bar, playing at a wedding, whatever. And I was like, there's this community around the world. I know that doesn't have a home. And we all have these commonalities, these interests, these things that happen to us that nobody else experiences or really understands, Mm. you know, like. You break a snare drum head on on stage, you know, like, and you have to deal with that. Nobody else has to deal with problems like that in the world. But (laughs) Mike, have you ever broken your snare drum head? I have duplicates of every single piece of equipment with me at all times because I've broken them at some point. Yeah, everything. Right. So I I knew that this this community existed and and I figured, you know, we're all going to have a bunch of things to talk about and ways to help each other. So, you know, let me just start this thing. And, and it, it grew bigger quickly than I knew it, it would, than I expected it to. And now the page is, uh, we're approaching 700,000 followers and I expect to hit a million followers early next year. So that was kind of like when I started, I, I told my mom, my mom was still alive. Then I was like, I want to have a million followers on this thing. And my yeah. mom was like, sure, honey. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Um, but, mom, I'll show you. Yeah, but it's it's going to hit a million early next year at the current uh, current uh, growth rate. So what I think is amazing, Steve, is that you've built a community where people support each other. Right. And they are willing to share information and also be receptive to other people's opinions about information that may be being spoken about, as opposed to as we've all experienced, you know, growing up as musicians from a young age, you know, from talent shows and grammar school up through the ranks, there's usually a lot, not a lot of camaraderie between cover bands. They're usually in competition with each other, you know, and it's not until you get to a certain level, I think where you're confident in your abilities and you're not trying to prove something where then you can be open and be open-minded more to to to, the, to not be feel threatened by someone that's better than you. But like Chonk said earlier, to be inspired, right? Like when you're young and you go see a band, mm-hmm. your friend says, dude, this band's killing it. And you're like, yeah, they're not that good. They're not as good as my band, you know? But then when you get older, you're like, man, these guys are killing it. Hell yeah, man. Like, good for you. And you're cheering them on because you're not threatened by that. You know, you have right. camaraderie in that to say like, good for you, man. You've got some success too, you know? And, yeah. and it's a community that I think bolsters each other and, through that community, I, I think it makes the world a better place. So, you know, don't underscore what we you, you do here for the, you know, the, the cover band community, because it's easy to get lost in it, to be like, yeah, I do this. And, you know, it's a routine thing. You've been doing it for seven, eight years. And but, you know, the impact, like to, to Mike's point is you, you don't underestimate that. Right. Because there are still people out there that are just starting out and. Think about it. When we were growing up, we didn't have a resource like this. You know, we had magazines. No, no. You had to talk to your friend or you had to go see bands and try to figure it out. And then, right. you know, you realize the devil's in the details. And then when someone you see a really good band and then you play and you know, I've had it happen to me a couple of times in my career at a young age. Someone pulls you aside and says, hey, man, you guys have a lot of potential, but here's some things you should be doing differently. And it's like mm-hmm. if you have an attitude and ego, you're going to you're not going to really pay attention. But if you're open minded and you listen to that person's advice because they're older than you and their band was much better than yours, you can take away some real information. So I think you, yeah. filled, you filled a good void there, you know, for camaraderie. Like Mike, if you're playing, you know, if you're at a festival and you're playing and a drummer, his stool's broken, right? Or something happened. Like, you know, you'd be like, hey, dude, use my stool. You know, like, it's not a problem. Like, we're, bro- we're the brotherhood, you know? You're not going to be like, well, I use a folding chair. You're not using my seat because it's set to my height and, you know, you might play better than me and I can't let you use my chair, you know? Like, when you're young, <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I can't let you use it, you know? But when you get older, you're like, yeah, man, you need something. Like, let me help you, you know? And that, that's right. what I think you've created a global platform for that and a lot of people are thankful even though they don't say it yeah i think so too and another one of my reasons too was i'm just i've been a musician for 40 years but i'm more than anything i'm a music fan and i love discovering new bands and new talents and like seeing mike's band and dan's band and chalk and everybody um like i'm blown away like wow 
there's so much talent out there and I love hearing it. Like you were just saying, man, I love that experience. It, that more than anything gives me the juice when I find like go on YouTube and I find a band that's killing. I'm like, wow, this is why I do this. This makes yeah. me, this makes me really feel good about just having well, this. Keep, whole, it, keep in mind, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of bands out there. And I mean, you're in new Orleans, which is just a, you know, a wealth of great musicians. There's a lot of right. bands out there playing in, you know, podunk towns that, there may only be one or two bands and they don't have anybody to, you know, compare themselves to and get that wisdom from. So I think yeah, know, having this right. community is, and unfortunately it seems like, you know, all the uh, nonsense with the, uh, you know, the uh, iPad stand memes and, and, and cargo short stuff is what seems to get the most <laughs> attention, but there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, stalking and just reading and maybe not even yep. chiming in that are still learning quite a bit. Yeah, I, I changed the whole thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I changed probably about a month ago. I changed it so everybody's on post approval now. Um, so I know Chunk, you know, because you're a moderator. But um, have you guys noticed a difference in the group of like less crap conversations? Or have yeah, say. yeah? Because I don't, I don't. I mean, everybody has to be approved. Every post has to be approved. So anybody comes in with a cargo shorts post or, or ah. something like that. <laughs> that's, what I'm get... here, that's what I'm there for, man. So <laughs> I, I might, it might be time for me to get off the page, dude. Yeah, Mike, thanks for your efforts. Sometimes, point, but your contributions are being limited. I apologize. Sometimes I am the man who does stir that pot. I apologize. Okay? That's okay. No, I think it's fun, and I think it's funny. Um, but it was it was just kind of a little too carried away. Um, See, but drummers but, can pull that off, Steve, because you can, us drummers can play in cargo shorts, and it doesn't matter because you that's can't right. see. It's great, you can't see, you know? and it's very comfortable. All right, so Dan, um, like I said, uh, May twenty second, two thousand seventeen. So almost six years to the day is when you contacted. Uh, us and said you heard the podcast you wanted some advice we talked about it on episode seven uh which was right after that you contacted it. so what do you remember about like what you asked us and what kind of feedback we gave and and how how that may have helped you it's only 193 hours ago dan so don't feel pressure <laughs> yeah, no i uh well uh, okay so it wasn't yesterday but i will tell you there's some things that still really vividly stand out for me one was i sent you guys a set list and asked for your input on <clears throat> set list. right Right. right. There were a couple of tunes on there that uh, that we pulled at your recommendation. I reorganized a lot of stuff around that. And and starting with that conversation, I, I now actually have a, a pretty solid theory of set list design that I uh, educate people on when I get the chance. Nice. Um, yeah. That, you know, uh, really the, that that learning really began in that conversation it was really, um, really important. I think the other thing was. Um, I was taking a real flyer branding wise. This band was called the Clanky Lincolns. And I do have some sad news. The Clanky Lincolns did not make it through COVID. Uh, oh, we all, yeah. We all had kind of ready, ready to come out at different times and it, it just didn't, didn't happen. I'm in a new project now that I started called the new strange. Um, oh, oh, I like that name. Thank you. Thank you. We're all sick of the new normal. It's time for the new strange. I like that. That's yeah, cool. That's, that's nice. the line. So, um, but you know, it's a similar kind of thing, high energy, very eclectic, uh, uh, material and, um, and a ton of energy, you know, I have, a, a killer girl bassist, phenomenal. And then, uh, another front person with me who's a female singer and fiddle player. And, um, we do stuff like we do, um, sweet child of mine, but she does the whole guitar part, all of Slash's part on fiddle. That's wow. Cool. It's mind blowing. Nice. You, you know, she, the, the solo note for note on fiddle super cool um but you know the the what it took to get there what it took to get to where i could stand up my own project find players put it all together myself we're now you know six months or so into gigging with this project and um the the confidence to do that um i can i can trace it back to some of some of those early interactions with you you know i <laughs> chuck was talking about which you know the things that we wish we'd known when we were kids i wish in high school somebody taking me aside and said dan you can't use a guitar amp like a pa <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> right? i was I had, I had a little tiny mixer and i was putting my guitar and the bass and my vocals through my oh yeah sauce yeah, yeah. guitar amp and then wondering why <laughs> so, you know like yeah it was terrible but i didn't know any better and and this this kind of community is the place where people can uh can come together and talk about how they're doing stuff and find out that they're doing. Yeah. So somebody can come in the group and say, I plugged my guitar and the bass and the mic and everything through my guitar amp, but it didn't really sound yeah. good. What For did I do reason, wrong? Vocals sound muddy. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I blew hey, up an amp once at a party just because I plugged in the wrong 
the, the speaker the wrong way or the amp the wrong way. And the, you know that yeah. smell when the electronics start oh, burning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. That's the, And it, we were outside. It was an outdoor gig, and you could smell it, like, everywhere. I was like, ugh. Anytime I hear, get that smell again, I think of that. And that's right. when the guitar player yeah. like, da na 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just and the amps. And a cloud of smoke. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Right. Puff the smoke out the back of the amp and it's over. So you t- you mentioned Setlist, Dan, and, and I'd love to go back and listen to that because I did find the episode. So I'm going to go back and listen to that whole thing about what the advice I give. But I am uh, like, a, I consider myself an artist with Setlist. I love putting mm-hmm. them together. It's a big, yep. it's, it's, there, there is a real art to it. Um, yes. There's certain criteria that I follow. I think I wrote an article about it. Maybe I didn't. Mm-hmm. I think I need to. Um, but so I'm interested to hear what what kind of advice we told you, because I, I think of it like songs need to flow from one to the other seamlessly. And I think about keys, you know, keeping them in the same key or, uh, you know, tempos, genres. Yep. And, you know, I take all that stuff into consideration. Who's singing it when you have a band that's other people, you know, a bunch of people are singing um, and try to make it just like this, this beautiful piece of work, you know, of yeah. songs together. And I yeah. do that because I grew up really listening to the radio a lot. I li- I was a big fan of radio. In fact, I wanted to be a DJ when I was a kid. Um, but I loved segues. I loved when there was a really good segue on the radio when it just like, wow, that sounds cool. And I love it now too, when I hear it in clubs, when DJs do it. Um, but for a band, it's a little more challenging because you're you're limited by the songs that you can play. You can't just pick a record and you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested to hear. Do you remember any any particular songs that that you said you you pulled out a couple songs? Do you remember which ones they were? Um, I I remember. Um, yeah, we had um, everybody wants to rule the world. Tears for fears on okay. there, and both of you were kind of like, well, weird choice, <laughs> and um, um. We pulled it out then. We did find a way to give it a little more energy and kind of move it up tempo a little bit more and turn it into a little more of a banger. And and we did play it successfully for a while. But but it was the right call at the time. It was uh, it was um, <clears throat> it dragged a lot. You know, and I'll say the the I'm with you on flow on a set list. My thing is a set list needs to tell a story. Yeah, right. Got to be a beginning, yep. middle, and an end. It's got to you know, come out strong. You yep. got to hit them hard, give them a tone of what the, like where we're headed, give them a taste of it, back off, let them deal with that for a minute. I like to do a rising thing in the middle of a set list. And then you can't wear them out. If they're dancing too hard, they'll go away and not come back. So you you know, mm-hmm. enjoy that middle high energy period, mm-hmm. back off a little again, and then end the set hard. Um, right. And hopefully with something that you, that's hooky that they're going to sing through the break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, come back and do it ah. again, but you know, 20% bigger in the second set. That's clever. I like that. An interesting That's thing Dan take. said was about tempo because everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, you're correct. We talked about that and said, eh, probably not a good choice, right? And the band I play yep. with now had that in their set list. And I said the same thing. I'm like, eh, it's kind of sleepy. It's not really that great. And they were like, oh, no, dude, this is a song that everybody gets up and dances to. Yeah, I got to say, I think we were wrong yeah, on that. I said, yeah. we need more energy. <laughs> no, but, no, but to Dan's point, it's I want like we play everything live to a click. Right. And I can expand on that later. So, Mike, I don't know if you guys played it live to a click, but we play every song live to a click. So if 114 or 112, I think, is the tempo of rule the world, we played it like 120. It's not mm-hmm. too fast that you can't dance, but it's not like putting people to sleep. Still yeah. got a groove, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a great song, though. I've, I have song. played it. I played it since then, since we gave you that ill advice. I played it in a band and and I and I was like, wow, okay, this song is pretty cool. It was yeah, fun to yeah. play and we got a good response yeah. from it. So I it's, think we it's made complex. It. I'll say that. It's not it's one of those tunes that you might be like, Oh yeah, I know that one. Let me just whatever. I can make mm-hmm. my through. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's interesting structural things happening in that song. Yeah, and even drumming wise, there's a nice chord note triplet on the right hand on the hi hat as you're playing the sixteenth. So oh, don't get so super, technical, super Tony. Uh, Mike totally. Mike's <laughs> nodding his head. He knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking <laughs> It's not just sit down and play doom to got to doom to got doom to got. You know, it's not that. Right. Okay. Right. So yeah, that's yes. it. it is very complex. It's showing off, but, Tony. But Tony, no, big tempo, time. tempo, tempo. Tony two hundred talking. Tony. I'm gonna be Tony Tempo next week because tempo is very important. I like Tony two hundred BPM that's and it. key. And you know why you played it? <laughs> that was the other thing that I learned was was was, the, was the make sure that the songs aren't in the same key one after the other too. That was yeah. something that. I learned. Yeah, keys. I do that still too. Now when I call shows, I I look at the the song because in New Orleans we we don't write set lists. We just call the show as as it goes. 
Um, so, and quite often it's me doing that and, and I'll do that. I'll put like three or four songs in the same key together. Cause it just seems to flow well, you know, it's yeah. an easy transition. Um, we actually right. built a bunch of medley tunes. There are several, yes. like six places in the show that I wrote for next week that, that are like two songs that flow right into each other, three or four that go to, together. Um, we medley together. Um, everybody talks and Mr. Brightside. Both in D, both kind of the same kind of banger straight ahead <clears> thing. <throat> and I realized this, they're the same story. Ah. Started out, started with a whisper. That was when I kissed her. And then started out with a, a kiss. Had it end up like this. Yeah. It's yeah. Two guys talking about the same girl from other perspective. Mm. How about Before that? and after. Yeah. Wow. All, all, all we're missing, and it's typical in rock and roll, is her perspective. Let's just say. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Hey, do you guys call audibles too? Like Mike or sure. Dan or Chunk? Do you like if you see the crowds up and dancing yeah. and you have a song that's coming up oh, that's yeah. going to be more of a rocker, do you bypass it and say, yo, go to this next, go to this, that one next, you know? Yep. Not us. We're we're to the point where it's you're you're here for us. You're going to go on our ride. <laughs> there is nothing that you can do to change that. So but I, I'm much like Dan. I, I, I have started to incorporate some of Dan's stuff in, and I'm the set list writer, and, and we're, we're going on a ride. We're hitting some roller coasters here, and uh, yeah, sorry, sorry if you don't like it, but that's how that. Here's the next song. Well, so yeah, Mike, let's get to you to Pork Tornadoes, and I mean, you guys played to thousands of people, um, and you know, one of the biggest bands in, in your area of the world, if not one in the country, I think. Um, so. I said, like, I was on your podcast in 2019, so you must have been on in the group already at that point. Yeah. Uh, so what? where were you at with your band at that point when you first started to engage with, with CBC? And same question, too. Like, what what, what benefits do you think it, it had for you? I know you've given a lot of advice to other people, but what, you know, what did you gain from it? Yeah, you know, so as I, I was the guy in original music that that just hated on cover bands like endlessly, just like, <laughs> yeah, right, cool cover band. And then, <laughs> then when I finally joined a cover band, I was like, wait a minute, I got this wrong. But where I think I think there is multiple levels of cover bands, there is just that weekend warrior just loves to have fun, play the same old songs, never practice. But then there's been this thing of like, Here's what I'm realizing is that back in the day, there was never there was never an ability for a, a band to you either had to be this huge headliner national or you were just local. There was nothing. There was like no regional, you know, like regional didn't really exist. But now what I'm realizing is, is that if you're good and you take your band serious enough, you can fill some major holes. Uh, you know, you've got you've got these bands like that everybody's worship like Motley Crue that are just like not good. Let's just, let's just throw it out there. Like, no, like you're going to pay a lot of money to see a band that is well beyond their prime when yes. you could actually just pay $10 to go to your local regional um, uh, County fair and see the best Motley Crue tribute band you've ever seen. And, and I think what's cool about it is once I started realizing this, I wanted to see who else got it. I wanted to see who else understood this and uh and so i started searching out groups i was looking at cover band central and cover band confidential and finding these groups to go do you do you are you seeing what i'm seeing or not and you know and and those that had the potential i wanted to be like you need you need to do this better because you can make a lot of money like more money than you've ever thought you could being a cover band if you do this right and hmm. so that's what's been cool is just meeting like making making relationships with people around the country and and you'll look at me and go, oh, Mike's got social media figured out. It's like, no, I don't. I I am constantly looking at other people's stuff, going, oh, that's awesome. That's a great. I really love what they did there. And because I, you'll never once you once you hit a point where you're like, I made it. I've done everything. I've made it. I am at the pinnacle. You are now on the downslope. And I've never wanted to be complacent. I've always said, what's the next show? What's the next video? What's the next thing we're going to do to take us to the next level? And that's just how I've always been. And, and that's what these groups have, have really helped out with. Constantly. Yeah. I, I remember you, you talking to me too about that. Like, cause I was doing a lot of, you know, memes, like creating yeah. memes and stuff like that. And I remember you and I talking about that and you looking for some tips for me and whatever tips I gave you, you took it and 
freaking ran with it and and made it like way better than I I ever expected. Like you you you've gotten so creative with your your social media game, and like you said, you don't feel like you know what you're doing. But from my perspective, you absolutely do. Like you you come up with really cool, original, funny, engaging content. You, like you get it. Like when I see everything you post, is is you know quality stuff. So. I, you know, I think you're doing great. Well, it's an art and Mike's refined it over the years, right? I mean, you're much better at it now than you were six years oh, yeah. ago, you know, or even two years ago. So it's a constant so, evolution because you're striving to get better. It's like we talk about the cumulative effect of if you want to get better at your instrument, make time to practice because the practice. days are going to go by. So if you spend an hour a day or an hour a week, you know, in, in 52 weeks, you'd have 52 hours, you know, or or 200 hours if you could do it every week, but it adds up. And at the end of the year, the 52 weeks went by, whether you practiced or not. So Mike, what, what is the biggest crowd you guys have played to for Pork Tornado? Uh, we played in front of 20,000 people uh, a couple years, like right before COVID. Wow. It was like a town festival thing. Um, I mean, yeah, we, at, at this point, you know, I, I think we, I have a running tally. We'll hit, we'll hit a million people that we've played in front of, uh, at the end of this year. Like I, I keep track of, I'm a stats guy. I keep track of all that stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll be, we will have played in front of a million people by the end of this year. That is fantastic. And this is a cover band, ladies and gentlemen, Yeah, cover band yeah. folks. And like Mike said, like the potential is amazing, especially, you know, to your point about Motley Crue and I agree with you and you know, there's a ton of bands that we grew up on. We all admire uh, that are aging that are either not playing anymore or just not like well past their prime, like Mike said. And you, but you could see younger folks out there doing There's a Motley Crue band in uh, out of uh, Texas. Uh, I think Houston, I think they're just called the crew. And that singer is like fantastic. Yeah. Like he's like blows Vince Neil away. Um, even when Vince was, you know, in his prime. Um, but that that's gonna just keep growing and growing as these rock stars uh, musicians age and die you know they're people not going to be there anymore it. yeah they people still, still want, want that live they experience want Crue, they still want stones they still want it and they yeah. want to hear it and and you can be the ones to give it to them there's a regional band there i don't even know if they're regional anymore i'd call them nationwide they're called hairball everybody knows them hairball, yeah. they are they are you say we're we're one of the best no hairball is the best in the world there's no better band than them at running the business <clears throat> and doing this and they i would you can pay twenty dollars to see 10 different uh, hair metal bands performed better than they probably did when they were in their prime and so like they understand it we 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 played uh, we opened up for them every once in a while we'll pull, pull that opening gig in a in a new market we want to hit in five five thousand people paid thirty dollars a piece to come see hairball and pork tornadoes wow I mean, just just do the math on that. Like, do, do yeah. the math. It's insanity. Wow. Yeah, I got to connect with those guys, too, because I've been yeah. hearing about them forever. And I've seen some, some videos. Yeah, I got to get those guys on, on the show and connect with them, too. Well, um, like you said, there's a big market for it, Steve, because we saw these bands in their prime. And now, like you said, they're past their prime, but there's still a huge fan base for them. Oh, yeah. So and people a young, that are you know, a younger band that can pull it off as good or better than they were in their prime it's you know you, in today's modern age it's just it's just as good as seeing them back in the day because you can't see them now yeah you can't recreate and, that moment and you have the younger generation too that will never that never saw them will never see them but they grew up listening to the music that their parents love or now in spotify age just listening to all sorts of different stuff yeah and they want it they want the live experience there's nothing nothing beats the live music experience and that's what these kids want and i see it all the time in new orleans you know 22 23 year old kids coming up and requesting motley Crue or bon jovi or you know or whatever zeppelin you know i, I mean like how do you know about zeppelin oh yeah okay and, but yeah. they'll never see zeppelin you know that's it's just yeah, that's why the but that's why these conversations like I know it's old and boring, but these conversations about cargo shorts like are so important because like <laughs> if you want to if you want to be that band that's just sitting in the corner while TVs are going and you're just looking down at your guitar going, oh, we're playing Sweet Home Alabama. Hope you like it. Yep. You can be that band. But if you want to be the center of attention that a town festival calls you up, you better look the part. Yep. You better look cool. You right. better look like a rock star on that stage and have your lights programmed and have your instruments looking good because 
Because there's a big difference. Yeah, you got to deliver, man. And, got and to. to like Mike's point earlier, it's like the band that doesn't rehearse, that just shows up to the gigs, does the same set every gig, every place, everywhere, same old songs. If that's what you're into, that's great, cool. right? Yeah. But if you desire something, you know, beyond that, and you put the effort in, you can definitely see results. And I, I can attest to that just from the band I joined, just you know, pre, just before COVID. Um, I would say it was like maybe a B minus cover band, maybe a C plus cover band. And with a little bit of love and attention to detail and coaching and really fine tuning it, you know, we're a minus now. So it, it's a big difference. And everyone gets on board with the mentality of like, guys, you got chemistry. That's the first thing, right? When you have a band, you, you it's the, you, sometimes you, ha- you hit magic, right? Like Mike and, and, and Dan and Chunk. Like, I don't know if you've found that, but sometimes you, you, you find a band, you're like, this is magical. Like we have this great energy, this chemistry. So let's expand upon that, you know, and you got to get everyone rowing in the same direction to Mike's point. Like if you want to do this, it's got to be all for one and one for all, right? It can't be like, well, two guys aren't into it, but three are or whatever the, you know, the thing is you all got to be on board, but if you do commit to it, the results can be incredibly rewarding. And to Mike's point, you get way better gigs and you have to polish yourself up when you get to those better gigs because you can't be on stage, like you said, with cargo shorts and old beat up equipment and sounding like crap. You know, you want more money, more problems. Goods. Yeah. The higher that the higher that rate goes up, the more problems you're going to have to deal with. Well, the more yeah. expectation you have to deal with, yes. I think, is what you would say. Right. I mean, you're expecting like, hey, we're paying you a lot of money. You're coming mm-hmm. to deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. But if you're consistently in tune with doing that and you're on, you know, you're, you're it's a habit that you guys have, then it's really not that big of a deal to deliver. Because you're used to doing it, you know, the first couple of gigs, I think when you graduate to that type of level can be intimidating and you might be a little bit, you know, wow, we really got to step up and you might have a little bit of stage, you know, anxiety going in. But after two or three of those, like you said, I'm sure when you go to town festivals now, you get excited to play for 10,000 people. You're not intimidated by it or scared by it. You're excited by it. It's just another gig. But you're he said 20,000, I believe, Tony. It was one no, time. But, one yeah, time. I'm saying consistently, right? Mike's not paying twenty thousand people every single gig, right? But, no, you know, but I mean that's that's something. That I mean twenty. Yeah. That's an oh, arena. Okay. So, Mike, yeah. let me ask you this question: After playing in front of all these people, after all these years, when you got in front of twenty thousand people, was it any different for you? No, you know, I'm still the guy. I'm still the guy that you walk in front of a big crowd. I, I don't make, I can't make eye contact for about two, three songs. I, I can't, I cannot look at the crowd because I know that in my brain, the minute I look up, they're all going to be going, this sounds terrible. What's going on? Oh my God. And they're leaving for the door. I know that's going to happen. So, but yeah, I still feel, I feel the anxiousness of it, but I, I don't, I'm not nervous. I'm like, get me on that stage so that we can get going. We got to go. But all the things you just said, has that ever happened? People no, walked no, out of court. Right, no. exactly not. So, you know, you're just fooling yourself. Uh, it happens to be, me every week. It'll yeah. be forever that way. It'll never yeah. go away. But that's good because it keeps you on your toes and it does, you're not complacent about it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. But, you know, I think deep down inside somewhere you have a little bit of confidence knowing that, you know, you're going to deliver the goods and, yeah, whatever yep. rituals you might have of not looking around at people, but it's not changing how you're playing, you know? Yep. Still, that's, I mean, that's an arena, 20,000 people. That's, that's an yeah. arena size uh, audience. Great crowd, man. And that's, you know, I grew up going to concerts and I was always just in awe of the amount of people and the energy in that room with one band. And that was before there was video screens and all that shit. And you could just, yeah. you had to, you know, just kind of squint to see the. That was the place the to go seat. to get hit in the chest. With they're the down there somewhere. Pump, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I, t- I mean. Mick Jagger. That live music experience, nothing can beat it, and um, people still dig it. Um, we lost Chunk, but he's coming back. That's why we do this, man, right? It's it's, it's for that very reason. It's, it's, yeah. it's for the joy of making music and for everyone's interaction with us and their response to it and the joy that we were able to bring people by sharing our gifts and talents. And it's this right. journey. Dan, Dan can speak to this. It's this journey of starting something new playing your first gig, playing your next gig, making that better than the last one. Oh, making this, we got this venue we've been looking for. It's such a, such a game and it's so much fun. Oh, and it's so full. It's like, it is the roller coasteriest roller coaster I've ever. (laughs) Last last gig I did with the new strange, like, was it a bar that, um, yeah. Was it a bar that, um, pre COVID was super hopping and now I'm not so sure. But we were playing there and it was 
not packed. We packed that place before. I have packed that place before with earlier projects, and this place was it wasn't. But the band was so loose and having so much fun and like just goofing around with each other on stage in a way that is new. I mean, we're not that old a project. We're still kind of learning each other's stage vibe. And so um on one hand, you'd say like, eh, kind of a sucky night, nobody's there. <clears throat> but I walked out triumphant because, you know, I was teasing with my bassist in a way that and she was teasing back in a way that we hadn't ever quite done that but like that that vibe hadn't gelled before and so like it's yeah it's a roller coaster and then every there are so many dimensions to judge every show on and some you know some nights one's way up and the other's down and it's just uh yeah there's never there's never been a time when the next gig was a given that's interesting. I think some of the best growth really kind of comes from those shitty gigs when there's only yeah. you're only playing to the staff or, or, or a few people yeah. there, or your friends yeah. are there, because that's when you are loose. And then you're like, well, you know, you know, there's nothing more we can do. Let's just have fun. Right. And that's where you kind of really start to to gel as a, a band and really grow. And uh, I mean, there's all sorts of things that happen that help your growth. But that's one of the things that's one of those things that I always remember, you know, the, those kind of stick out sometimes more than the, the, the grand gigs, you know, the mm -hmm. ones where we were all just loose, having fun. Let's let's try this song. Why not? Let's, you know, right. and I, yeah. that happens to me all the time in New Orleans because I get the experience I get since in New Orleans. It's it's not a destination gig. It's people are walking around Bourbon Street, walking in and out with drinks. There's no cover charge. So we'll play to nobody you know, for part of the night and then to kind of a half full room and then to a jam packed room, all kind of in the same night. So we get the, the experience of all those different ways of approaching the show in one night. And that happens to me constantly. I'm, I, I don't know if you guys know Dan and Mike, but I'm playing now three days a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I play two gigs each day. So I start at two, 2 p.m. <laughs> 134 yeah. sets or something exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No, it's 120 songs per day. Yeah. So it's Sand. 133 was the record so far. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it, there's so much in that condensed period of time that we experience as far as the dynamics are concerned. <laughs> sure. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 30 hours. <laughs> I know it's, it's nuts. Gigging. I don't you know. know how, 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 how was the gig? We're like, well, which 15 minute section? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. exactly. We you know it's interesting to Dan's point earlier. Like when, when you're playing, it's like when you, there's nobody there and there's no pressure to say right. you play your best. It's like when you're a kid and you're at home by yourself yeah. playing in your basement, you're like, oh, if I could play this drum solo, like if you could see me in my house, I'm so good. And then you get out in front of the audience yep. and you're like conscious of everything, you know, it's, so it's that's being like, in a recording uh, studio and, and yes, practicing right, it and then hitting right. the record button and then messing it up exactly but right. i think the more you do it like you never really get comfortable to where you're like i've done this a thousand times i know it's going to be okay i'm going to nail it but as musicians we always get in our own head and say oh i gotta play my best and you know you have all these exterior factors and at the end of the gig you're like it really didn't matter right. like it wouldn't have mattered mike if you looked at made on eye contact with any one of the twenty thousand people because none of them are leaving right so it's Dan, like yeah. it's all in our head we got to get out of our heads yeah. To, What's to our be, motto, Dan? It's to be comfortable. Does, if you ever have a question about what you should be doing, like should our band play this song? Should would you will they like this guitar flip? The answer or the <laughs> question is always: Will the audience care? They won't care. Right? They exactly. will not care. Right? You know? Yeah. No, they so won't care. When you play like you don't care, you play your best. There right? you go. Because yeah. you don't care, and your true creative nature, you're channeling that gift, right? And it comes out. It's when we block ourselves that that's where the you know, the confusion comes in, right? We start, you start mind fucking ourselves and thinking all these things. And it's like it's detracting right. from our ability to be able to really focus right. on tap into our creative element, you know? Yeah. Yep. Oh. And to kind of go back to the whole uh, cargo shorts approach thing <laughs> that, that there's all, well, I mean, th there's all different levels of cover bands and not everybody wants to play in front of thousands of people. Some people are very content with just their weekend gig on a Friday. So they have a yeah. day job. They're very content just going down to the corner bar and playing on a Friday night and playing their favorite songs with people they like, having some beers, and that's all they want. And, you know, kudos to them too. They're just, they're doing their thing and that makes them happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. So the people that, that criticize that or slam that are, are just not getting the point of this whole thing there's all these different levels in this world of playing cover bands there's so many aspects to it and, and 
everybody has their own thing and it's fine. Who cares? Yeah. You know, do your thing. If you're happy and you're spreading some happiness to other people. Yeah. Done. You and win. Ha- and have fun. Right. Cause that's yeah. what you're bringing joy to people. Whether yeah. you're the weekend band, that's, a B plus or you're the headlining act. It's an A plus, right? It's, it's still, you know, it's just different environments and different pursuits and different aspirations, but you're still making music regardless. Yeah. Right. That's right. really what we're told. It, about. It, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me, but if it, I don't know, slight counterpoint, I, I think there is always room for a B plus band to do B plus as well as they can. Sure. Sure. Right. So Absolutely. I think there's always room to grow, to like to learn how, how to put on that best corner of the bar show be the best corner of the bar band with no bigger aspirations. And that's perfectly fine. Um, but it's one of the things that, you know, this community has provided, you know, most of my gigging career has been the corner of the bar band. Um, occasional weddings, occasional corporates, but, you know, that's been the meat of my stage time. But I've really evolved my ability to li- deliver in the corner of the bar. Really evolved it. Yeah. Um, and that's been part of the joy of it is learning you know how to how to how to run sound while i'm playing in the best way i possibly can I'm not every sound guy you know uh yeah it's part of the joy of it for me is, is no because if you're delivering the goods dan to your point it's like you know you don't need to be the headliner if you're right. right you know you're the b band in the bar but you're the best b band that that bar has or you're the best yeah. b band that you can that, be that i can be exactly right yeah. i mean that's all that matters right i mean right. You, there's right. no comparison or judgment it's the best that you can be and yeah. if that's the you know the the level that you're able to achieve with the environment and the situation that you're in then so be it but at least yeah. you're, you're having fun and the chemistry's great and everyone's right. laughing and having right. a great time and the crowd loves it and that's all that matters no, like I said, there's no comparison. And I think it's the greatest thing about Cover Band Central. It's a community where you could be in a C band or an A plus band. You could be in a corner bar band or a national headlining act. And they all have a commonality, right, of delivering music to people for their enjoyment and, and yeah. to the best of their ability. That's all we can ask of ourselves. Yeah. You know? I, I used to play in a band. Uh, it was a blues. We did like blues rock and it was called the Intoxicats. And they were all the all the guys were older than me, and it was a hard player. And uh, we played like the shittiest bars around, you know, <laughs> where uh, pool table, pinball machine, um, at like gigs where I'm making thirty dollars, you know, to play three sets. But these guys freaking rehearsed two two nights a week, um, and they took everything that they did seriously. And this was going back; it was like the late nineties. And I was a rock guy, you know, I was like Maiden, Priest, Dio, uh, you know, like Rush, just that was Zeppelin, that was all my stuff. And these guys played like standard blues tunes where I had to play like just real simple bass lines. And I, that was a huge learning experience for me to, to play less, you know, and I learned a ton of shit in that band about being a bass player, uh, um, and keeping it simple, really locking in a groove. I got my, so that was my first P base I got. And uh, with their suggestion, they were like, you should get a Fender. I'm like, okay. And really meticulous with the rehearsals and and getting everything down note for note. And I wasn't making crap money wise, but man, did I learn a ton in that band and, and man, was it fun just working that hard and seeing those results, even if it was only for a few people in the corner bar didn't matter to me and like dan saying yeah we were trying to be our best it didn't matter that we were just playing to to nobody but you know yeah yeah i mean it's all part of the journey of being a musician you get these different experiences that you have and if you're serious about it and you want to be as good as you can be which everybody should be at whatever they do um then yeah all that's those experiences are invaluable and being grateful for the opportunity to play with your band regardless yeah. right just, sure. just be grateful I'm, I'm able to make music with my friends and people enjoy it that in right. itself right it's just you know it's a gift you know not I'm sorry get... for people that don't that don't get to feel what that feels like right to, yeah. to play a song Agreed. in perfect harmony <clears throat> with some of your best friends and just be like Did, i it's can't vir- believe we just did that it's virtual reality mike you're not yeah. thinking about balancing your checkbook or what you nope. got to do tomorrow when you're in the middle of a song right you're yep. fully present engaged and 100 percent in the moment and we've talked about this steve you know numerous times that's like it's such a gift to be able to do that and you don't realize that till people come up and say oh man i really enjoyed your band i wish i could play an instrument 
You know, they just don't have the the, the gift yeah. to play, but they appreciate the music and they, you know, they support the bands. But to be able to actually engage in it, we can never take that for granted. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway I have from Cover Band Central is like always be grateful, right, for the fact yeah. that we're able to do yeah. it because a lot of people can't. And, you know, the moment we take that for granted and we're not grateful for that and we're complaining about something, you got to take a little, you know, reassessment and say, hey, you know, maybe I got to look at this a little differently because, you know, not everyone's afforded the opportunity to do this. Like to Dan's point, you can't be depressed and say, I wish I was playing in an arena in front of 20,000 people and I'm in a bar in front of 50. No, right. be grateful for that opportunity in front of those 50 because you're you're sharing your gift with everybody, you know, yeah. and not everybody yeah. has that, that 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 ability or that gift to do that. And if you yeah, are listening, oh, go ahead, Dan. Please, Mike. Oh, well, and if you are listening and you do want to be the band that plays in front of 20,000 people, it's not going to be handed to you. You will never, ever, ever get a chance to play in front of that many people unless you work your ass off and yeah. you become the best band in your area and you play every show. You never know. We talk about this all the time. You never know who's in that crowd. Right. You never know who one of those five people is in that bar. And if you're doing it right and you're doing every aspect right and improving yourself, you will. A lot of people get mad at the pork tornadoes. Oh, the pork tornadoes, they're playing this. But we've been a band for 15 years. We've yeah. done, we've slowly, slowly taken the steps to get to where we are. It didn't just get handed to us. So if you want it, go get it and be a part of these conversations and listen to the people that that are telling you advice in groups like this. Like That's the way. Just just set a set a small goal and go for it and achieve it and then set another small goal and achieve it and you'll eventually get there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely learn from the people who are doing it right. Learn from the people who who have, have gone through these, have made the mistakes and have, have you know have have learned all this stuff. Learn from them. You're gonna make your own mistakes too. You're gonna have to work your ass off too. But definitely learn from the people who are doing it right. Dan, Dan had a comment. Earlier. Well, I just yeah. wanted to respond to you. You said, um, Tony, something about the experience of playing music being transcendent in a way that's, you know, really unique. I realized I had a kind of a realization um, uh, in therapy a couple of months ago where um, <laughs> I realized that every single moment of my life, I'm thinking about what I need to do next or I'm preparing for something that's in the future. Like, Every moment I am looking ahead, strategizing, thinking, except when I'm playing music live. Right. And And you're present. The one moment in my life where I just am where I am, doing what I'm doing. Present. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, there's just no no experience like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I consider myself extremely lucky to do what I do. And, you know, as much work as it is playing, you know, doubles Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I love it. You know, it's just, yeah. there's no other job I'd want to have yeah. Yeah. than that. No, it's, um, it's great. Like on the flip side, like I've been a musician for like you, Steve, like 45 years plus. Right. And played in tons of bands and had long runs with certain bands for 15, 20 years, like Mike's talking about and played with really top notch, great players, you know, and this other the, the new band I'm in now, it's been almost like a project. Right. Like, hey, how can I use my years of experience and knowledge you know as a professional musician to help to develop this band and it's been really rewarding and exciting to see the transformation like i said of just like from mike's point or even dan's point putting some focus and attention and diligence and rehearsing and having a goal and really being motivated to be better you know day after day year after year you know i can say from my experience that in the three years I've been with this band, it's come from, like I said, like a C plus to like an A minus. And that's very rewarding just for me as a player, you know, to, 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 to see these guys potential of what they had, but they're bottlenecked because they just don't have the information. Like, you know, like Mike was saying. So when you can, you can share and they're open-minded, like, Hey guys, don't take this the wrong way. But you know, here's my observations, like from the video, right? Like people come up to you at the gig and say, you guys were great. You guys were so good. And if you walk away from that gig, like we're great, you're making a big mistake, man. Cause if you videotape your performances and watch them back, you'll be like, yeah, that crap, that guy in the crowd thought we were a plus, but we were like B minus in my opinion, you know, and here's the things we need to work on to get to a plus. And I think that's a real 
challenge to present that in a way to the band sometimes to have open dialogue to be like, hey, Mike, you know, those fills you're playing in that spot is just too busy. You're really cut back. Or, hey, Dan, you know, I noticed when you're going to your iPad, you're coming off the mic like this and changing and then coming back while you're singing. And it's making, you know, it's noticeable. So, you know, you present these things as like an observation and then they take them to heart and they want to get better. And then you see in, you know, future gigs applying these things and you see progress. So as long as you're progressing, like you said, I think the main thing, you got to be better tomorrow than you were today. You know, personally, yeah. professionally, musically, whatever we can do as human beings and help others to do the same. Right. And, and that's what I'm trying to do with Cover Band Central. I'm trying to teach and I'm trying to learn. At I'm the trying. Same time. You're doing. Oh, I, well, I'm teaching and I'm learning. Um, always. You know, I, I love the contributions from everybody that comes. I, I, I'm always striving to learn. So when you're looking for it, you're going to find it. And every artist knows that you're never really content with where you are. Like Mike was saying, you always want to be better. You always want to do, you're never like, Oh, well, okay, that's it. I've reached my, <laughs> you know, goal. You know, it's, that never happens. You may have little mini goals that you achieve, but you always want to get better. So I love that this, this community exists uh, for that. So I can learn stuff and, and impart my stuff. And I, I thank you all of you guys, man, for everything, all the contributions you've given over the years and being a part of this. I'm, I'm really just flattered and in awe of you all of, of what you do and what you've accomplished. And I just appreciate you so, so much, um, especially being here on this, this show today. Um, it's, you know, it's just a joy for me. To have yeah, the, likewise, man. Right grateful on, for you guys to be here and just to share in, in, in our journey and to contribute the things you do because you're all so well respected, you know, in the, in our respective industries. And it's just it's a joy to have you guys. And really, like to echo what Steve's saying, just really appreciate your input, your support, and, and you being here tonight. So thank you. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, let um, me just say this. Let me just say this in response to that. You guys have made such a massive difference for such a massive number of musicians. It is not even, I can't, I don't have words. I don't have words. Mm -hmm. You know, you inspired Thanks. me to be podcasting in the area too, you know, with a particular kind of focus. You inspired, you know, so many folks to take their game higher and, uh, and 200 episodes. Just the, the, like Mike came on and said, just the sheer, you know, shoulder to the wheel of that. Just the, what it takes, uh, just so much admiration, so much respect for you too. Really appreciate you. And almost Thank you, subscribers, you know, that's, that's no. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. huge. Yeah. We're going to have another party when we hit a million next year. So. All right. Oh yeah. No, for sure. For <laughs> That'll sure. be cool. Um, In person. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. We'll yeah. all go to Chong's Urban house. Central Convention. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Urban Central Con. Yeah. You're right. right. We're, right, needs New Orleans. Yeah, all those. Mike, Mike say, Mike's already got that. Dan, Mike's Dan's already got wheels. it planned out. Yeah, you guys are already thinking about it. Dan's yeah. like, yeah, we could do this, man. I would love to jam with you guys, man. I'd love you to come <laughs> okay. to New Orleans and get up and jam with my band, yeah. one of my bands. I've already yeah. jammed with Chonk and Tony here, so yep. Mike, Mike and Dan, you guys got to come down and awesome. and, uh, and jam with me. Um, totally doable. All right, so Chonk, Robots Attack Band dot com. That's his thing. He's got a new CD out. Check that out. Hold it up there, Chuck. Yeah. He's also the mastermind behind CoverBandCentral.com. Yeah. Where you can sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Chuck and I, we, we got to get together soon again and, and uh, come up with some new plans and and spruce up the site and do some other shit. Let's do uh, Dan Ray, uh, the new Strange is yes. your band, right? Right. Is there, a, is there a website associated with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, NewStrange.band. New strange dot band. Go check out Dan, uh, formerly of Clanky Lincolns, and there, there's still probably some Clanky Lincolns stuff floating around too, right? Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you, but how did Clanky Lincolns come up with that name? Uh, so, um, picture me at Disney World, Magic <laughs> Kingdom, with my wife, and okay. she says to me, "You want to go see the Hall of Presidents?" And I said, ah, "I don't need to see any Clanky Lincolns." <laughs> <laughs> Band awesome. name. Oh, I'm taking it. So, you know, That's then right. we, we designed, um, I had a, a, a comic book artist that I know design us a, a character, Abe, who is like this animatronic that's like dancing in this very janky way. And yeah, um, we actually built a backpack puppet of that character that my wife piloted at several gigs. Like we oh, wow. went all in on that brand. And so I'm, I'm one of the things about the new strangers, it doesn't have like a character to it. I'm kind of <laughs> missing that. So right. I don't know. We'll come up with the stranger. I, 
I like it. <laughs> but Dan, newstrange.band and uh, Cover Band Confidential Cover podcast. podcast. Yep. Check that out. Uh, we have been on that. I think I've been on it. I don't know if yep. Tony's been on it. Right? I have not. But um, I, we, we, oh, yeah. Fire. We did the kind of, we did the cross uh, uh, pollination. Yes, oh, that's right. You guys were on our 100th episode. Podcast. That's right. Yeah. 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 So uh, everybody, please check that out. Great podcast. And then Mike Schulte, Pork Tornadoes, porktornadoes.com. And he also has a podcast called Confused Breakfast, which is about movies. 80s movies, right, Mike? 80s, 90s, and uh, early 2000s. We just any 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 good classic movies from the past. We we dissect it with a modern eye and see if it holds up. And a lot of times it doesn't. <laughs> Many times. Okay. Yes, yeah, very entertaining podcast. These guys are both professionals nice. doing this. Also, please check that out on your favorite podcast network. Until then, 200 episodes, Tony. We did it, buddy. We're I here, mean, man. We did it. We're going to forge ahead. We'll have you guys back on episode 300. 400. We'll be back uh, in a, uh, probably two weeks for 201. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, and uh, we're going to try some new things. Who knows what will happen? But thank you guys all for being a part of this. And we certainly appreciate you. Share. Tell yeah. everybody. And we'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.